So welcome listeners to the Throat Centre episode of the HD Embodied series. I have two very, very magical guests today. I have Olivia Lara Owen and Catherine Navarro, who are both here to uh, share the magic of manifestation and communication, which is the theme of the Throat Centre in human design. Throat Centre's really amazing when we look at the throat center in human design this is the part of our chart where all the other energy flows to all the other centers flow to this particular center and it's really how we get all our beautiful energy inside of us out into the world which is why it's really related to manifestation and communication because how we use our voice in the world uh, and what we do with the energy inside of us before we give it out to the world really is impactful in the reality that we create. Now, all three of us on the call, as you'll hear, have been on uh, amazing journeys around taking a feminine-led approach to life. So uh, when people have talked about manifestation in the past, in the old era, they've really been talking about this uh, masculine approach to manifestation, this like build and hustle and you know, create with quite a lot of force and grip. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear from these two uh, amazing medicine women about their journey to becoming feminine-led and how manifestation and and their relationship to their voice and communication have really uh, fed into this. For the HD geeks out there who want to know all about their charts, uh, both of them are sacral generators. So we have two sacral generators, life force, vital energy, and at the core of that sexual energy driving their system. They're all about following that turn on in life out into the world, which is super cool. So you can imagine over the course of this uh, next hour or so, you're going to get three lit up generators talking about, you know, their desires and their passions and what turns them on. So brace yourself, open your body (laughs) to receive all of that juicy lit generator energy. Um, Catherine is a two five. So she's this beautiful driven hero. Uh, in our village, she's got that natural gift to her system and this five capacity to find the thing that needs fixing or tweaking and and uh, creating a solution with her beautiful energy. And uh, Olivia is a three six, so she's one of these beautiful polarity holders, that experimenter who gets in there and gets their hands dirty, but she has this gorgeous uh, evolutionary six energy that takes her into this amazing wise one of the village as well so uh, they're their charts and i'm sure as we go through we'll talk a little bit more about the details in them but to start off i just want to i'm just looking at both of your charts side by side right now before i introduce you i get you to introduce yourselves 
And for the purpose of this podcast recording uh, and our theme today of the throat center, these two have very, very, very different setups. So uh, Catherine's uh, throat center is is open and she has this beautiful one gate. She's got gate 56 coming off of that throat center. Uh, this voice of, you know, um, you know, the throat of I believe, the voice of I believe. Whereas Olivia, on the other hand, seven active gates and a defined throat and two channels. So she's got it all going on in her throat. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see their relationship to manifestation and communication, uh, given that they're, we got, we've got basically two opposites on the call, which is really exciting and really fun. So Olivia, let's hear a little bit about you. Introduce yourself to the listeners. Mm, hi. So just thrilled to be here thank you so I am Olivia and um the way I want to introduce myself today is because we're talking about communication and the uh, we're talking about communication and manifestation I am somebody who lives a life devoted to full expression and uh really spending an enormous amount of time uh in my own life really removing anything in my way to have my voice be as big and as aligned as it's supposed to be and I also do that with other people so I'm a teacher and facilitator guys I also write I do many many different things to um facilitate this in the world so um yeah, I'm really happy to be here. It's great to have you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And for those of you that are familiar with Olivia and have read her pieces of writing and heard her transmit, you'll know that her voice is very powerful. She has a very unique voice that, um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about how she's cultivated that over her lifetime as we go on. Catherine, let the listeners know about you. Hi. I want to say I'm excited to be here and my windows are open and I am in New York City. So it's very possible that we'll hear ambulances or fire trucks. And if necessary, <laughs> I'll have to close the windows. It's not something I thought of. So I'm safe porting everybody here just in case. <laughs> um, communication. Uh, for me, communication is really important. It's um, syntax is really important. So the words that we use, the cadence and how we use it. And I'm a real stickler for like nothing extra. I don't want to get lost in like the, like the fluff of the conversation. Um, often when I'm hearing someone, it's like, I just hear what they want me to like the thing. And then all the other parts feel like just distraction. And like, I, I feel like a little puppy, like I'm trying to follow the thing <laughs> like behind it. Uh, so that's a little bit about how, like, I think in my perception, how my communication works. But I am also like the two beautiful ladies here, teacher, guide, I have containers. My favorite way of working is one-to-one -one with someone. For the most part, I feel like I jive with the other individual that's in front of me. And that's the best way for me to hash out communication. Like it's not even in writing or journaling. It's easiest for me to bounce off ideas off another. 
um, something magical happens when I'm in the presence of another human versus when I'm like isolated in communication. It doesn't take me that long to sort of drop into myself and say, what is it that I want them to know? What is it that I have to say? And then after that, it's sort of like, there's just silence. There's not much else. And that might be because of that open throat. I'm not quite sure. I can't wait for Rebecca to tell me why, but that's how, that's my experience of it. Um, it'll be like, oh, is there anything for me to share? If there will be people and like a lot happening in the crossfire, I tend to sort of sit back and observe a lot because it'll feel like there's like everything's been touched. Well, that's a perfect description. Catherine has an open head, Ajna and throat. So uh, I think that for anybody who has that kind of setup at home, that's a really beautiful description of how uh, you're such a uh, an amazing receptive being at, at at receiving from the field. We know with our open centers, we receive energy from the field, and uh, that is a, a really beautiful description of what it's like for somebody with, you know, those three centers in particular open to sit back and it's like consuming, right? You're consuming the information that people give you and, uh, you know, just running that through. You're really uh, open system and it's kind of like I describe it as like a a cooking pot right like everything goes in and we're not sure what we're cooking or what ingredients we need but then when you get it when you know and it comes out it's like the the open throat is like this abracadabra this ability to be like oh this is the thing so when you were talking earlier about not needing you know a, a lot of you know, that noise around words and being able to get to that like specific thing and the use of the way that you were describing the use of, of words is very much a really uh, open throat feeling sensation and just showing us what it's like to be embodied in uh, like embracing that openness. Mm. Catherine, I'd love to know about your relationship with manifestation. You're a very magical woman. Your personality sungate is the pressure to mutate, which actually comes from your root. Uh, Catherine has two format channels that run straight up to her sacral. She has incredible capacity with her life force energy to uh, manipulate and change and make magic in reality in this plane of existence. Um, but she very much works out in the field. so. Um, share some of your relationship with manifestation. I find it hard to even like that word for me feels so esoteric or like magical or witchy or like, what do I, how have I manifested? Right. And this might be part of my line for larger part of my life. I manifested with force. Like I just knew the thing that I needed to do. And I would just do a lot of that, whatever that was to get to wherever I wanted to go. But the marker for me always moved. And I'm, I'm, when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of in relationship to, to money or in relationship to title or status or in relationship to, let's say, education. The places where manifestation has been somewhat easier has been in the realms of like sex or intimacy or partnership you know, like me being able to like lock on an individual and a sort of like eye candy, like I want that, like in a room, just being able to hone in and say, oh, that's like the candy I want, that sort of thing. And in those circumstances, it's more of um, 
almost like a beacon. Like I just drop in and I'm like, oh, I want that. But in other areas, it's not the same. Not quite sure if it's that is, um, as you say, there's something that you say, there's a phrase you say. I don't know if that's my not self or how that works, but I can see it a lot bigger in the manifestation piece in relationship to other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of open openness to both Catherine and Olivia's um, charts, right? Like the sensitivity to the field is quite high. Both of them have four centers defined, five centers open. So they have this sense of multiple ways of being empathetic to the energy of the field. And so like when you're talking about when you want something, that's your life force energy, that beautiful sacral going out to, you know, like what you want. I think it's so interesting what you said about um, the force of manifestation and like being able to manifest with a lot of force. Tell us a little bit about your life and like the shift from manifesting with force into surrendering into, um, you know, being led a little bit more by your life force energy or by the feminine as we talk about in our in our spaces, yeah. This is like the more torturous piece, right? This has <laughs> been the piece of learning to stop doing that, to stop forcing and stop doing. There's a phrase that Olivia and I use sometimes where we'll be like, I'm jacked because my not self really knows how to like bang out the list, you know, like I got to do this and this and this and this. It's my whole physical being. It's like I'm high. Not there's I'm not on anything, no alcohol, no drugs, but I feel my body sort of buzzing because it's almost like you could ride that momentum straight into right like your next burnout, your next crash. There's no pause, but it's not really sustainable. And I've experienced the crash in past <laughs> in this life, but yeah, well, like every every sacral being on this call is being like, oh my god, I know this feeling, right? And and like. <laughs> You, me, and Liv all have defined roots and sacrals, and this is how we're taught to roll, to take that adrenaline in our system, take that juicy life force energy and just, like, charge ahead and, you know, hustle, 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 grind, 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 right? So there's going to be so many people listening to this that resonate with that. It's a really common setup in the system. Lots of people have it, right? 70% of the population have this. So what was the point when you, your, your hustle and, and all of this, you know, force, you know, switched? I wish I could tell you it was overnight. And then I just had this like magical moment and the whole, the skies opened and I was like, oh, this is the portal. I'm so different now. Yes. That's not, hasn't been the case. In 2004, I had um, my first health scare and that's what actually had me change from my my view in corporate to try and living a different way. And I would say that this is something that I work on constantly. There's another phrase that Olivia and I use for each other often, reminding each other of who we are, like remember to remember who you are and remember to slow down, like constantly just like, oh, maybe we need to ground right now. Maybe we need to slow down right now. Maybe we need to lay flat right now because the the train is going you're like on the train and you just don't want to get off the train and you don't want to get off on the next stop and you wish you could just pull the pull the string that just keeps the train going um so i've had a lot of when the health scare 
health scare happened, I introduced a lot of self-care and I learned how to turn my phone off at nine o'clock at night and how to put my phone on do not disturb. Like you start with the little tweaks, right? And when I came into Perry's field, um, the pandemic happened and I got it completely out of corporate. And then it was just my coaching business. And I was really tired, like really tired. If I tap into that time for all, I guess, the 70% of us that know when you actually have time off and you're not distracted by anything else, that deep bone tired feeling when I lay down and I say to myself, I'm afraid I'm not going to want to get up. Yes. Like, I'm afraid that if I let myself have this, I won't ever be productive again. Like, I am just so bone tired. And I started to allow, my, allow myself to sleep more. And that's probably my biggest crossroad is, like, giving myself the time throughout the day when I have to sort of pause and course correct um, because I'm, I can feel the vibration in my body where I'm, I'm pushing somewhere. And it's so unconscious. I, the high just feels so good. It's like an addictive feeling. Like you feel like you're doing so much, but you're not really going anywhere. <laughs> like nothing's really happening, right? You feel like you're really doing the thing, but nothing happens versus I, you know, there will be a moment where I finally give it to myself and I lay down. And when I get up after the 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, I can really see this thing with fresh eyes or, oh, I can feel what's next. And that doesn't, that doesn't ever happen when you're on the train going no. hundred miles an hour. This, this is really awesome. Um, and I know Liv's got a good story about lying down and resting too, which we'll chat about in a minute, but like when you said right at what, right at the beginning of telling this story, you said like, there was no, you know, magical moment. There's no switch. And so if we bring this back to manifestation and communication, this was you having a communication, like talking to yourself about what you need, what you physically need to be, do the self-talk that you give yourself around what's valuable or not. Uh, Liv and Catherine both have open ego centers as well, listeners. So the ego center is that place of self-worth, self-esteem, value, worth, you know, what makes me worthy, what makes me lovable. Um, and the conditioning and programming for that center for so many people starts in childhood around doing and being somebody in particular. Um, so Catherine's taken us on this beautiful journey around slowing down and resting her physical body and getting off the train. <laughs> and I know Olivia has a story about similar <laughs> kind of situation. Tell us, tell us about uh, finding God in the garden. Oh. oh, wow. Thank you for taking us there. Wow. Um, I was telling this story yesterday. I was catching up with a friend who I hadn't seen since 2020. Or like, yeah, 2019 into 2020, like right before the pandemic. And... I was just struck in that moment of 
who I've been and become in the last three years. But God in the garden, wow. So I currently live in Paris. And before I lived in Paris, I'm from the UK. And before I, before I lived in Paris, I was in the UK. But before that, I had like true Speedy Gonzalez decided to move really quickly to Lisbon. And I'm, I'm, I'm sharing these specific details because the woman I was this year was able to move to a new country and build a life and hold myself through that with this much fire and energy in my system. The woman of three years ago could not do that. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm a woman with a lot of desire. I like to move very fast. And three years ago, I had moved really, really fast to the point of collapse. And this was a really big moment for me. I'd had many in my life, but this was the moment for me where my speed and my cycle of moving faster than collapsing met my level of consciousness. So it was like my human and my spiritual journey really coincided. And I had enough consciousness and enough support um, to recognize that this was a rock bottom and my life had collapsed for a reason. And, you know, the specifics was that I'd moved to a new country. That wasn't working out. I was in a relationship that wasn't working out. My parents got divorced, which was a huge surprise. And uh, my financial and business collapsed. So it was like all of these things that were pillars of, of safety and security just gone. So I did a very humble thing and went back to live with my parents in the UK and sat under a tree in the garden for months. And I just finally stopped the train. And I made an agreement with myself that I mo wouldn't move again until it was really true. And it wasn't until I had that experience and I just had to sit there and I just had to receive and really do nothing. It wasn't until I had that experience that I really learned what it felt like to trust that there was always something bigger really holding me and that I could actually stop. And that there are times in life where you need a huge pause. And there are times in life, you know, like what Catherine was just saying, where you need a couple of hours of pausing Right, but I couldn't do the small pause until I really learned the big pause. Yeah, super yeah. beautiful. This is absolutely an episode for the hustlers out there. <laughs> yes, and right. and and this belief that we are given and uh, and creates our not self that the more we do, the more we will manifest. So right. you've just heard from two. Uh, women who have manifested some very amazing things which we're going to move to talking about in a second and they have done so through learning deconditioning deprogramming this not self 
hustle that being on the train and learning to lay down and rest and listen and hold that pressure i mean we've both both of you have mentioned that's still there this desire to move this energy right it doesn't go away and suddenly you know you're at peace zen under a under a tree 24 7 being like i could be here forever but there's an a knowing of how to hold the energy of your system and wait for the uh, the response as generators that comes from the field to move it. So uh, let's move into current times. So we've been through this beautiful deconditioning from being hustlers to the women that you are now, deeply feminine led, deeply in service and devoted to your medicine and yourselves, your women. Um, tell us a little bit about uh current day relationship with how you use your voice and um and the lives that you've created for yourselves uh today right now um i feel like liv's got something to say on this first hmm Man, I am so grateful for my voice. I just have to say that. Yeah, I just have to say that. When you frame the question like that, like how has, how has this thing helped you create the thing that you have? It puts into perspective for me It, like, it helps me to remember <laughs> that. So, so what, keep, keep like being in your juice, but like live, you live in a place where you don't speak the native language mm -hmm. and yet you've manifested this reality that is so, uh, so you, so you, right? Yeah. Like, well, the thing I actually wanted to say there was like, everything is really great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, when you frame the question, I was like, oh, thank you for having reminded me that this is fucking awesome. Like life is really amazing. And there's, it. so, I mean, the life I'm living now is one that I always knew I would have. I could always feel inside of me that, I was going to have this, but I have made very specific choices and those choices haven't been the most comfortable. So I live in France. I, I, I moved here 18 months ago. I run my business from Paris and I do all of my work from here. And this home for me is really for Olivia, we like to say the language of my woman, right? The the woman that's <laughs> that's holding all this medicine, this magic, and all of this beautiful expression. Like there's there's also the human, and this choice to live here is really uh, is really for me. Um, but I do not speak French, and so uh, 
I won't go too much into the story, but I had a really interesting journey with the English language. Uh, there was a period in my life where I was almost mute. Like to be able to talk and, you know, anyone, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but if you do know me and you know my work, uh, you'll, you'll feel the ease I have with speaking English and the ease I have with energetic expression and the ease I have with frequency. There's, I've, I've done a lot to bring this all the way out. There has been many places on my path where expression through writing and, and language was my biggest biggest hurdle in life my my most confronting thing so to be where I am now is <laughs> yeah. is, is is incredible really from where I have been in my life and this, this was not an easy path this is such a piece of permission for people with defined throat centers because yes it's your natural gift and yes it's your practice right like oh, yeah. yeah yeah it it I mean it has been torture torture for me to get this thing get this thing out and so to come to a country where I am completely stripped of all that comfort and I am back in the beginner seat again you know with a lot of wisdom and mastery from my journey with the English language even though that is my mother tongue I, I, I could not speak English in the way other people could speak. I had to find my own way of expressing through the tools I was given, which was this language and, you know, have done all sorts to, you know, be creative with that. So I'm back in this seat of beginnerness and I'm a year and a half in and my process with communication here has been really fucking feminine. Like, I cannot do anything that's linear of like, this is how you learn how to speak this language. I am like reading six books at the same time that are telling me all about the French culture. So I can feel it in my body that there's this like thing that feels true. And I'm like, oh, I want to go and have that conversation over there. Like my journey to learning this language is probably going to take me decades, but I know it will be true to me. And it yeah. will not be, I have tried to learn French four times, just so we're clear. This is my fourth attempt at learning this language. And it is the, the time where I feel like I will actually do it because it is true, but I will have to do it my own way. Oh, I can, I can feel it. Like you get <laughs> watching your, like you talk about that just then is like that generator litness just comes over your being, right? Like this whole, like I have yes. to feel it in my body and I'm going to do it this way. Yes. You know, yes. such permission to do it your own way. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, like, I love language and I love connection and like, but I didn't arrive here and be like, oh my God, I just can't wait to speak French. It's such a gorgeous language. I was like, wow, this feels so fucking intimidating. And like, this is so vulnerable. And like the depth that it's asking me to access in myself, like, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to commit myself to this? But the answer is yes, but give it time. Yeah. It's so great. Really give it time. This yeah. is really, it's so, so there's such a, a like a permission here to when you when you look at your own chart and you see your own energetic gifts and I think it's like what Catherine was saying before about like it's not a switch to flick to change the manifestation that you have and to get rid of that not self and be like oh yeah this is this is better like there's a process to it there's also like a journey to take with your own energetic mastery right so like every gate 
every channel in your chart it's about mastering it and being uh you know having a relationship with it if you're a generator that lights you up right like so the mastery of your seven gates and your two channels off that defined throat it's been through like a cycle with the english language and now you're like back to that beginner stage and not because like you said there's mastery right so but it takes you deeper and deeper and deeper into mastering your own energetic gifts it's like the manifestation of the reality that you have is giving you exactly what you need to continue yeah. your path of mastery. It's just like, I'm so like, I'm goosebumpy. I just love it. Like it's how we can't make this shit up. Right. Like right? This so great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. There was no plan to be here. I was never romanced by France. <laughs> <laughs> like it was really true to be here. Yeah. And it really feels very, like a real soul pull. Oh. It's interesting as you say this because I'm like, Catherine and I talk all the time about, like, I didn't know we had such different throat senses, but Catherine and I talk constantly and, you know, I, I can feel all the places where we're deeply similar and especially around communication and expression. There are places where I have a lot of ease and there are places where she has a lot of ease and like, we really do talk about this a lot. So to be having this conversation and like and it um it uh I don't know I just started thinking about the hamburguesa I don't know why it came to me <laughs> and Catherine tried to teach me how to pronounce the Spanish word anyway I I I, I want to know about these seven gates when you're saying seven gates like what does that actually mean oh so when you look at your chart yeah like behind me on the wall like this is the throat center here yeah there's there's 13 lines that come off of the throat center, right? 13 different expressions of voice, right? So everybody, if you have a completely open throat center, like no gates whatsoever, and it's white and there's no color coming off it. If you are that person out there listening to this, you are extremely rare, right? Most people like Catherine is quite rare with only one, you know, most, most people have something going on here, whether it's defined, what will color it in is that, that that color coming off the throat joins up to another one of the centers or shapes, right? When you look at yours, Liv, yours has like seven of those 13 gates have color, right? Which is a lot. So you've got like seven potential kind of voices to your system. Mm. Um, uh, you've got an I think voice, you've got an I believe voice, you've got, what else have you got? You've got, um, you know, I lead, this is the contribution that I like to make. This is, I remember this. Um, you've got the, 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 I, I, I know I can try here. And you've got this voice of, um, you know, I have. So <clears throat> how these express through you is like, the different ways and i actually see it in your writing like one piece of writing for for live has all of these different perspectives in it like there's all these very precise perspectives that she gives in a piece of her writing that is all of these voices coming together to give the message through and it's and it's it's practice right to be able to let that much expression come through so when you when you're what you were talking like you're here for fullest expression in all ways mm. and your voice is such a beautiful kind of representation of 
how that is such a multifaceted practice, right? Wow. Okay. No, it's, it's <laughs> super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and, and this is the thing, right? You don't lead from your voice or your defined Ajna, your mind, you lead from that desire, that turn on that sacral energy that we felt when you started talking about the way you've chosen to learn French, right? So great. Catherine, I would love to talk to you about <clears throat> trusting your voice because you have, uh, like your medicine is really like opening up and uh, working with people in on a on a whole nother, you know, field, field layer kind of situation. I don't know how you like to describe it, but um, I've had a session with you and I've gotten to experience your voice at work. Uh, but talk to me about learning to trust the flow of it. Um, there's this, I have so much having, happening right now with that question. Um, this year for me is a year of trust. That's what 2022 is for me. Um, 2020 showed me that I had this, uh, this false security, this false safety in like work or job. And just very recently, I started to experience a polarity in my life where things were happening, like really good things and really bad things all at the same time, like loss and accomplishment or celebration. And for the first time I've started to experience in my 3D form, this the sensation of like, oh, either way is great. Like either way, either where I go left or right to put my attention on something, it's almost like, it's as if I've, I'm experiencing a different level of choice. This isn't fully grounded for me yet. It's just a new experience. For a majority of my life, and I, I don't even remember, what is it called? Oh, I have the right angle cross of laws. And I have my particular sight is like, I can see what's right, almost like I can see a big picture and I have an idea of what's right. I don't know why that is. It's just always felt this way. Um, I'll also throw in there that I'm bilingual. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to say something and I'll remember in a different language. Like I don't have the exact words and usually I'll stay with myself to say the piece. but there's this newfound trust now for a longer period of time. I guess the first half of my life, it was like, I wanted to say it the right way. I wanted to say the right thing. And then the transition from right before, before I got to trust was really infusing my words with feeling and feeling other, because one of the ways that I was able to stay in that what's right is that I didn't have to really take the other person or the other pieces into consideration. It was just, I believe. And that was it. <laughs> like, I didn't care about anything else. My throat center was like, I believe, and I believe this and that now I can have so much more nuance in the, I believe. And I can see that there's other ways of seeing this. And so it's moved from like, I, what I see and what I, what I think is happening, what I believe and from what's right to what's right for this person. What do they want? Like, what is it that they want to create? Like I ask that often when 
sometimes clients and I, in my one-to-one conversations, they want to create something or they're looking, they're putting their attention on something. I can feel what's right, but the question then becomes like, what's right for them? And can I help them trust that no matter what they're doing, that that's going to lead them to their highest and best, like to their learning. It's not about finding the exact path. Yeah. You you talking just pings off like all the human design stuff for me. And I like I think it's the way our energies combine. But when you were talking, you know, like obviously like your your throat center gate, the one that you do have being part of that uh incarnation cross of yours is such like a, a powerful part of your mastery of your life. But you know, um I I know that my experience of having conversations with you is you really hold me to the spot with your voice, right? Like it's like um, you and I have had a, a situation where we were chatting and you're like, look, you can like wriggle off of this if you want, but do you want to do you want to stay here? And it's like that way that you question is really penetrative to like people's fields and holds them really in the conversation. Uh, in the truth of the conversation and and doesn't let them drift off into story or uh you know fantasy land or you know hide from themselves right and it's it's really like um when you were talking just then about uh you know that trust and 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 you know uh, talking you know to the other person what the other person is wanting to create you know Catherine has gate 50 which is uh you know seeing people's highest alignment highest self and really holding them to the vision of that she has it as a full channel across to the sacral from the splenic center you know the intuit intuition and instincts that primal intuition right through to life force vital energy like her life force energy is around holding people to their highest self that she can see right with her open ego center there you know penetrating through the performances and the egoic costumes that we wear you know, like, and so it's really beautiful to hear how your voice speaks for almost for the other person's like highest self. And I know that's certainly an experience that I've had with you that, uh, you know, was so activating for me, but so amazing in terms of my manifestation, right? And so like your voice is really a gift for others is what I'm feeling through your share. Um. What's your woman's relationship with your voice? Well, I definitely feel like I'm in my woman now, right? I'm 48. I'm like really throttling that crone space. And I feel like my voice really supports me. So if there's something that I want to say, I'm going to say it. And if for some reason I don't want to say it, it's very intentional. Like I know, oh, if I go in that, if I touch that fire, do I actually want to do that? Versus in the past, I think I really took my woman into places where potentially she didn't really want to go, right? Like I ended up in battles that why am I really at war here? What happened? This isn't mine. Why am I standing here? Why am I the voice of X, Y, or Z? Now it's really, really intentional. Like, I don't often find myself in a conversation where I'm like, how did I get here? Why am I in conversation with this person? I'm sort of like tracking my intentionality along, along the way there. Um, 
I don't know how to how to merge this, but you asked the question before, and I want to kind of bring yeah. it into this piece. Or originally, you had asked me, so I don't often talk about my energy work. <clears throat> it's sort of I'm even getting choking throat, <clears throat> frog frog throat now around it. Uh, but for me, energy work was a big piece of my personal growth. There were places for me where my ego, my walls were so high, and there was I was really locked out of my own heart for a long time. And the only thing that really got me to thaw was energy work. Like They were just really thick and it was just there for me. And I could, there came a point in my life where I was crying and I couldn't feel the actual pain underneath the tears. It's like they call it leakage, but I experienced that. And now in my voice, I'm able to actually feel if something's happening and say it like, oh, I got really hurt here. Or, oh, I'm really sad here or, or actually touch it. And I think that's been tremendous for my woman because there's nothing locked anymore. Like it, there's no parts of me that are like in the back closet, just like in fetal position, not coming out or guarding myself from something. I'm no longer like, oh, you know, what happens if I get hurt? Before it, before there was a lot more bravado, like, oh, well, F it if I get hurt kind of thing. Now it's like, well, if I get hurt, I'm sure there's something there for me. Um, so I wanted to make sure. I don't know if I brought it all the way in. but I think, Yeah, this is a really beautiful thing for people out there with open throat centers to hear because I, 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 have, I do a lot of reading with people with open throat centers who they say, does this mean that I should be quiet? Like, do I talk too much? And so the permission that I always deliver to people with open throat centers is you talk if you want to, right? And you talk about the things that you want to talk about. So it's about the shoulds in using your throat. And there's quite a lot of pressure for people with open throat centers to use their voice in a certain way. And so when you were saying before about, you know, this like uh, being, you know, straddling that crone space and getting to that point where it's like just in, in your woman and this is this is who she is and I'm in real ownership of that and and then using your your voice in the way that you choose to use it uh, and and speak to it for people out there with open throat centers like really uh, receive the permission to use your your voice if you want to and and watch where you feel pressured to use your voice because you have to and this is particularly for those with sacral centers and and that conditioning that sacral centered beings get around having to do things because people innately sense that you can that you have all that juicy life force energy on board and so you know asking what your opinion is or what you think about something or how do you feel here or uh so if we you know we take this into a really mundane everyday situation you're having coffee with a friend and she's like tell me how you're feeling and you feel this pressure of having to respond to her but actually you don't have the words for it being able to be like i don't have anything to say here 
as opposed to like sitting with a friend having coffee and you want to talk about how you're feeling. It's the open throat center, the difference. Whereas people with a defined throat center, they tend to have some sort of a flow to their voice. And it's more about ensuring that they keep those flowing pathways open and, and they're not locking their, their voice down. Um, how does that resonate with what you were speaking to? For me, it's two things. One, I think that for sure, getting here using my voice is a lot of practice. Like I was on the debate team. I worked for the United Nations. Like there are places where I've used my voice, right? Where I've learned to project my voice to, to, to give my opinion. I can definitely debate in a very masculine way, right? Like the, the, the skill, even though it's a not, I think it's a not self, but it's something that gave me a lot of confidence behind my voice. So if there's something that I want to say, I'm not like I'm shaky around it because the skill is there, but the skill is there from trial and error, right? I'm sure there were plenty of times that I said things that I was like, oh my God, I sound like an, <laughs> what was that? What did I even say there? Right. We've all been there, but it's sort of part of building that muscle. You can't avoid the moments where you feel like you, you were silly or you didn't say it right. Or like you have to kind of stumble so that you can really get that piece across as far as being in a place where someone's asking me, how do you feel for me? That sensation, th the feeling that I got in my body is like, Oh, I'm not warm enough. Mm. Like sometimes I don't know if it's because of my throat center, but someone will come and ask me a question and it feels like there was no foreplay. Yeah. It feels like they want me to like get naked, but I have just said hello. And I just sat down and like, I don't feel like doing that. And so with the skill and practice, you start saying things like, oh, I'm just, I'm sure it's going to come. I just need a few minutes to sort of drop in here. Yeah. Like to drop into where I am right now with you. Oh, I'm still transitioning. I just came out. The city was so busy. I, I haven't like landed here yet. Right. Like usually, so usually I'm sharing not necessarily what's happening inside of me, but what's happening outside of me almost because the environment affects me in that way, especially <laughs> I have a really high vigilance center. So I'll probably be looking at all of these things. And if the person comes at me with that question, that's not really where my, my central nervous system isn't calm enough for me to be there. I won't be dropped in there. I'm going to be looking at like, is anybody, you know, does anybody have a gun? Like, I'm going to be looking at other things. I'm going to be looking at my environment. It's just sort of the way I walk through the world based on my own experiences. So that would be what I would recommend to people that feel that pressure of having to say something like just checking in with themselves, like, Oh, what was really happening for me when this person asked me that was I like caught up in, in a previous conversation? Was I caught up in the moment because not because you want to change it, but it'll give you information as to what your operating system is yeah. like specific to you. It's really what comes to mind for me. It's a, it's a, that's a really beautiful, explanation of you know and I only know it in theory right because I have a defined throat and a defined ajna um but it's a really beautiful perspective for those with open throats and and live like with the with the different kind of setup like if you and I sat down for coffee and I said how are you feeling like what's your response to a question like that 
Oh, I think have, we, we can't hear you. Sorry about that. Okay. <clears throat> Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we'll, oh, uh, we'll yeah, leave I, it in there as like, see, <laughs> communication, man. <laughs> My belly touched the mute button. <laughs> So I, I I was thinking about this as Catherine was speaking because I was thinking actually about when I met Catherine, when her and I met for the first time, or when we first had our, our first conversation, it, it came around through, we'd been in the field together for a long time. We did a program together and we were like in person, but we, we, we would, I don't think Catherine and I would ever have connected if any, either of us had gone up and been like, hey, how are you? Like that, it just was so not our relationship to do that. And how we actually came together was Catherine approached me as we were walking out of this room and I just had this really big opening and she just walked up to me and was like, and she, she was like walking behind me. We didn't even look at each other. And she said, if I can remember these words correctly, I, you know, do you want to say it, Catherine? Because I don't know if I'm going to get this right. I feel like I'm going to say this. But you go first, and I'll and I'll say it. You go first. The way I remember it was was Catherine was like, I see a lot of myself in you, and but I think you said it the other way around. Is that right? I. I'm also struggling with it, but I do, I think I probably said, I see a lot of, like I can see myself in you is sort of the, the um, yeah. reverberating message, but I must yeah. have delivered it differently where you were the center. I don't recall exactly how I delivered yes. it. And it was because yeah, we true. were in a session where she, Liv was really accessing this one piece and she had a certain amount of fear of like how she was going to be in the world with that wrath. Right. And I had a lot of that, like my words could be like, I used to have a really sharp blade. Like it's taken me a long time to hone it. It was like a real big snapback, you know, mm -hmm. if somebody crossed me the wrong way. Um, and so Olivia was talking about that in session and saying, uh oh, this thing is opening. And I was sort of like wanting to, as an as a, um, older woman, say to her, like, you've got to get in the ring. Mm. Like, you can't be afraid of the thing. Like, you're going to hurt people's feelings or this is going to go like it probably will go badly and you will have arguments and that will happen. But there will be something on the other side of that. There, the only way out is through is sort of, I think, what I was trying to communicate to her. And that's how we ended up chatting. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And it's like interesting because it was such a like profound moment for me. But just one, it was like a just very brief invitation from Catherine that led to us like then having some really deep conversations that has led to years of speaking on a daily basis at an incredibly deep level. And it's actually a really unique way. I have a lot of, I've had a lot of deep relationships in my life, no relationship like what I have with Catherine. But the, it, the reason I'm sharing this story is because it was such a unique way of starting a relationship most of my other relationships where have have been like if Beck and I were to go for a coffee I imagine it would be like an immediate all our clothes are off 
<laughs> just fucking like, <laughs> just like talking hundred about 10 different topics at the same time is how I imagine it would be if you and I ever had the beauty of being in person together and we would go super deep and it just would be a very different entry point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all like, it's, it's the yes and, right? Like I love this yeah. because everybody has a different kind of set up with the, the mm. way that they use their voice and the mm. permission that I'm receiving from this story, which I just love is that, mm. you know, don't be scared to try and play around with your voice. Even if you make mistakes, like this thing that Catherine is saying, like, if that's what you manifest, if you say something and you use a sharp blade or you ask the wrong question or you, you know, make somebody else's experience of your words uh, mean that you were wrong, then you're going to ultimately not be able to be fully expressed with your voice rather than seeing it as like, okay, well, I can adjust here. I can learn here. Mm -hmm. There is something in this for me. I think Catherine said that a few times in this call. It's kind of like what's what's in this for me, right? Mm. Uh, so like this story of the way that you connected being very different and like uh, to your other experiences. And like, I totally, when I'm in Paris, we're going to have to book out a, a good time <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah. the conversation. Right? We're both talkers, right? And that's perfect yeah. too. So like really having permission to explore with how your mastery of your own voice works because it will be different right? Mm. Like, mm. I'd love to chime in here because I recently got teased about something. Um, I very rarely engage in conversations that I don't want to talk about. Like, I, I just, I'm not, like, it I would be the worst networker. You know, like, if I don't feel the desire to, like, talk to the individual if I really don't want to know, like, where they were, what they do. Like, I don't want to ask. I just don't care. Two energy. Catherine, Catherine's a two. I'm a two. This, it's that hermit thing. It's like I'm, I'm not investing my energy into socializing randomly. But if, but if I, if I feel something and I want to connect with someone, I really want to, and I'll do that. <clears throat> but I just wanted to offer that and remind people the permission that, I guess, if you are a two or if you have that inclination, that you may not want to engage in conversation often with everyone. And I. Sometimes I'll hear two people talking and I know the two of them and I'm like, wow, those conversations are fascinating. Like I'm hearing, I'm getting to know them in such a deeper way. And they're asking and talking about things that I never would have touched because I observe a lot. And mm -hmm. so I'm sort of like always in the listening mode and I'm like letting people go wherever they're going. And I'm only really asking a clarifying question if I feel like, oh, there's something here. Otherwise, it's just like, la, la, la. It's just like a lot of like words, you know, it's just like words. And I could walk away from it. I'm like, oh, we just. But it doesn't have the same clunk for me. Like when I hear something, I'm like, oh, can you repeat that? When it, it has like a different juice. I don't know how else to describe this piece. It must be part of human design, but it feels different literally when I hear like the word. It, it, I, I, it's a combination of things in your system. Like there's the way that you're, you're set up is like to get those little uh, pieces, but you're 
in general like this beautiful open receptive vessel um it's it's great it's like so it's so beautiful to hear Catherine talk for me because it's not my setup either so I'm just like oh this is what it's like to live this from you so it's really yummy because I only know it in theory right um Mm. but it's just that open receptiveness with those very specific energetic gifts in your ajna in your head in your in your throat there's just these particular pieces in there that give you this like oh I can take this bit oh that bit there and otherwise you're just the observer and it kind of just rolls through you this is really beautiful for people with openness in any center like what Catherine is describing is that ability to let things roll through you and not grip to them to make them mean something we've both of you have open solar plexuses which is that center for emotions and feelings and you know and this is the first thing we talk about with Uh, that center with people is like not to grip to emotions and feelings all the time because that's how you get clogged up in your system is like for defined solar plexus people that make every single emotion and feeling mean something and for open solar plexus people to make the emotions and feelings that they're experiencing in the field around them you know be their responsibility and something that you know means something about them and the experience of them to that person and the sensitivity to it so it's the same with like what Catherine's talking about and you know this like rolling through is is very much her her unique setup in that open receptiveness of the head and the ajna and the throat and those very specific gifts in there this is the this is really beautiful so right at the beginning of this call I was like tuning in to like what is you know, what is the thing in this call that I really wanted to like um, touch because that because it felt really alive. And the word that kept coming to my mind was precision. So in relation to like manifestation and communication, if I bring in the theme of precision to wrap this conversation up, uh, what does precision mean to you in relation to manifestation and communication? Olivia, why are you laughing? Tell us. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Um, beautiful. Such a good word for me and Catherine. Oh, I feel like we were talking about this earlier today, but just not with that. We haven't described it as that. <sighs> I feel why I think I've had such a physical response is is because I I believe like deeply that we are like I am and we are powerful and capable enough to actually manifest the things that are true and that we want so I know that now and so the, what the word precision brings up for me is like this knowing of really be careful what you ask for because it will come. <laughs> and I, 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 I've really been on this journey, especially in this last year, of just not being so surprised at what comes in 
but also being really responsible and honest with myself when I'm creating situations for myself, like with men <laughs> and with certain choices I make to really just remember that uh, precision is like, it, it really feels like almost like aiming the arrow. And, and, and just knowing that there's like this beautiful skill and like releasing at the exact perfect moment. And then like all of this energy comes behind the thing. But like once you're in the direction, you're, you're going in that direction. So fucking get on the horse. And uh, I certainly feel a, a particular crossroads right now where there's... there's this 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 feeling inside of me that I cannot hide from my deepest desire <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> and I'm not gonna say clearly very right because I feel like it's like in my mouth <laughs> well there's an invitation here to say it or do you just want to hold it there for a bit longer oh. mm. Mm. I'm ready to put in a very specific order to the universe for what I deeply desire in a partner. And I know once I put it in, <laughs> it's coming. So uh, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm actually at the very like tip of just fully, fully putting that order in and allowing myself to really receive it. Yeah. I feel like we've just gone out real wide right now. I feel I'm sitting mm -hmm. here with your desire. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm speechless <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. Catherine. Got warm in here. <laughs> Outside of the fact that the sun is beaming on me, it's warm in here. Um, beautiful, Olivia. I think watching Olivia's manifestation in this arena and other areas of her of her life, I have seen in her like the the precision, you know, like her heeding the call and like her moving to Paris, like she really felt it and her going and then the things opening in the right way. I remember one time we were looking at an Airbnb and I'm like, why does, she's like, I love this pink. I'm like, why is it yellow? She had a screensaver or some kind of filter. <laughs> it was like a different color. We were looking at different things. So when I'm thinking God, of precision. I legit nearly booked in to stay at this place that I thought was bright pink. And I was like, this is so gorgeous. Oh my God, everything is pink. And Catherine's looking at my screen like, this is a really odd choice, but she seems like really psyched about this spot. And then it took us a long time to realize that I had like a screen cover and the place I was looking at was hideous. 
banana yellow. Banana yellow, everything. <laughs> Can you picture her in something completely banana yellow? And I'm like, oh, you really want this. Okay. I mean, and we're looking at, but so sometimes precision, right? It, it, we're looking at that, like what's the actual color, the feel. And I think this is, I mean, your questions, Rebecca, I'm just in awe right now with this precision question right. where you took Olivia, because it took me to some, a different place. Um, I, manifestation and the way I've heard of it in the very masculine way of like, you know, exactly what you want. You put the exact order into the universe and you just get really clear on what you want. And then you just magnetize it, right? Like you create it. It's already here. If you want it, it's already here. You just can't see it yet. And for me right now, where I am in my life and the way that I see the world, precision is less about honing the arrow and my order of the universe. And it's more about honing my own vessel and how I carry myself in the world. Mm. Like it's about really feeling into the places where I'm not clean, the places where there's something that I need to address or clean up the places where wherever I am locked up and not being fully expressed in some way. That for me is how I can increase my precision as I walk through the world. I just got this great visual of that arrow going like, rather than going out, but going in and like activating whatever needs to happen in here to open you up to receive what the visual I have is sort of like a tuning fork. You know, I've, I've actually gone to chef school, but you take your knife and you use a tuning fork this way, like for the knife in each direction. But you know, those tuning forks that they use next to you so that they, you can be vibrationally tuned. It's that's how I feel it in my system. It's like you just shaking off all the parts that aren't you. Like there's no way that what's going to be in your field is not for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not possible. Mm. vibrational match right it's Mm -hmm. just not possible yeah and this is that not self that you know you've mentioned and I've mentioned a few times that that way of being that's not actually uh I mean and and when I talk about human design I say you can't make mistakes nothing's wrong so your not self is not wrong either but there comes a point where living your not self becomes so uncomfortable and it's kind of that time to shake it off time to shed that skin you know change the vibration of your field and that's those points where we learn to let something go that wasn't you know necessarily a permanent part of our makeup and amplify something about ourselves that is right so i think that's really a really beautiful um visual that tuning fork to get precise internally lovely wow i feel like i could listen to this conversation many many times and receive something different from both of your words every time so thank you so much I have so much gratitude for you uh, being here and sharing 
your experiences and your wisdom and your energetic self energetic mastery so rich mm. Liv, would you like to let listeners know where they can find you and uh anything else that you feel called to share mm. Yes, thank you. Well, first of all, this has been such a treat. I, Catherine and I have done a lot of podcasts together, talk shows together, us talking to each other. We've never actually had someone have us both on. So this is like the first and, I mean, top-notch, loved it. I also will listen to this, I'm sure, many times. So thank you, Beck, and you're, you're you know, just the best. So... <laughs> um so in terms of anybody here that's you know felt any resonance with me and what I've been sharing um that's exciting if that 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 you have I am very findable on the internet I I'm very <laughs> very out there and there's there's a lot of my life shared and, and the main platform that I tell my stories on and, and do my transmissions and videos and writing is mostly Instagram so that's like the, really the best place to find me. I also have a website and I also have a place where you can sign up and I write these really beautiful letters just on my mailing list where I tell my stories and just talk about my life. And, you know, I do a lot of my teaching through my own life and the things that are coming and happening for me as I navigate this whole world in Paris. Um, and if you're actually interested in, in potentially working with me in any way, you can always join my core body of work, which is called Fresh. This is really navigating the world of your hunger, nourishing yourself, your body, and really it's in service to vitality, like living in um, connection with what's true, with nature, with sex, with all of those things that, you know, flood through your system. Um, and I have something really special coming up this summer. It's a beautiful first rodeo of a, um, uh, a live experience with me. I'm going to be leading this event called Le Jaguar. And this is a gorgeous journey into the heart, into that beautiful soft jag <laughs> energy that I've really been cultivating. So there's a live event, which is a one-off, and then there's my regular work, and then there's also other things, but that's really the, the core of it. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Catherine? Where can people find you? And first, I also ditto what Olivia says. It's been a real treat being here with you and having another person sort of ping pong and the added layer of having you let us know about our HDs and how we're individual or how we're different, how we differ, how we're the same. That's been a gorgeous gift. Thank yes. you for your generosity. I have really enjoyed that part especially because sometimes I would tease Olivia and be like, I know you just want to let everybody know. I don't want to tell anybody, nobody. <laughs> I like, I don't want to tell anyone. I don't want to talk to anybody about anything. And we'll sort of like, you know, and now it makes so much more sense that if I'm not moved, I just, it's not happening really. It's, it's harder for me. So hopefully your listeners got a kick out of it too. The way they can find me as well would probably the best place would be Instagram. I'm really reachable. You could probably just send me an instant mess, like a direct message. Let me know that you saw the podcast with Rebecca and Olivia and that you want to know about more about me or my work. 
I get on connection calls all the time. I just meet people. And it's interesting, right? Because I have this open throat where I don't want to talk to anybody about anything. But if somebody wants to chat with me, I'm like, oh, let's chat. Let's just have a Zoom. <laughs> let's connect. <laughs> because I really enjoy that. Like, it's a lot of fun for me. So I still do those. I'm very available for that. Um, so there are different ways of working with me, but I tend to invite somebody in. So I love to just get to know somebody. So if they want to know more about me, I'm also in service to self-expression. I think that I also lean heavily towards choice and rightness and somebody's individual personal power. I love to work with people around things that have to do with career work as well as bedroom, but pretty much all things woman is cool with me. Not necessarily opposed to men. I I don't think Olivia is either. For me, it would be one-to-one level. And I know that Olivia sometimes has things where men come to her um, events as well. So that's how you could find us or you could find me. Perfect. Thank you. So amazing. I love that even in the way that you can contact these ladies, their individual communication styles (laughs) are coming through. (laughs) Can't make this shit up. Um, It's so great. great. I really enjoyed it. I love being able to see uh, human design embodied and actually lived out into the world. To me, that's what this is all about. So it's been just an utter delight to see these crazy maps made real in both of your delicious forms and to play around with that today. So thank you so much. Uh, and a lot of love. I really highly recommend if you've resonated with anything with these ladies, you get in touch, uh, and communicate with them, speak your desires out into the field, uh, lots of love. And I'll see you on the next episode.